0: So let's talk about just negotiating and and all of that. So first off, I guess, how, how does it start? You'd have to identify that you're negotiating with a narcissist, wouldn't you?
1: Well, I think most people do know when they're negotiating with somebody who's extremely difficult. So how you know is that this person is constantly moving goalposts. They're constantly. You know, making things difficult for you and and the reason why they do that, most people think narcissists just want to win. And that is actually a myth that's totally false because what happens with narcissists is they actually enjoy the process of making you squirm. They enjoy the process of manipulating you. They enjoy the process of controlling you. So they will send over a deal, they'll send over a proposal, and then, they will actually change the terms on you themselves half the time. But you'll, you'll sit there and you'll go, okay, I don't know, maybe. And you'll, you, you might spend three or four days, you know, going, this isn't really what I wanted, but you, you know what? I, I just want this done. So I'll go ahead and concede to these things. And, and then you, you go back and you'll accept all of their terms and they'll go, you know what? That deal is no longer on the table. Mm-hmm. I'm changing that because you took too long or this is happening now or or whatever it is and you think are you crazy? Like I just accepted your own deal. And the reason why is because they enjoy the process of manipulating you and making you squirm. So I talk about this concept of narcissistic supply which is anything that feeds their ego. And there's really two forms of it. One is the, what I call diamond level supply, which is their image, how they look to the world, which is the money, the prestige, the it might be like celebrity friends or it might be a big house or whatever it is, anything that's like the window dressing. But then there's the what I call coal level supply, which is manipulating you, making you squirm, seeing you sweat, m- making your life miserable. All of that is also very, very important to them. And so if they want to continue to lead you around by the nose, just because they enjoy that, that's what they're going to do during a deal.
0: Right. So for them, like they just really want control. That's what control. it sounds like to me. It's like, definitely, you know, any like everything you're describing there is like, hey, you know what? I don't like that you're making the decision. Now I want to just get one last thing in so that I can say, I, you know, made the deal or whatever.
1: Well, yeah. Or sometimes they just don't want to let go of control of you.
0: Yeah. Okay. So you identify they're a narcissist. What what do you do now?
1: So that's where my slay method comes into play. And, you know, I, I tell people at this point I've sold so many of them and I have people in over a hundred countries and on every continent on the planet. I even sold one to a researcher in Antarctica, so I can literally say every continent on the planet at this point. So I know that it works. It's not theory. It's definitely you know proven. And that is strategy, leverage, anticipate and you. And so strategy is you have to have a very clear vision. You have to have a very clear goal. You have to have a you know, you have to know where you're going. And this is really in life too to be honest with you you know what is it that you want so many times people they think they know what they want but when you sit there and you ask them specifically what is it that you want they can't articulate it and i it's so difficult i think sometimes when you are dealing with a person who is toxic you 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 say, I just want them to leave me alone. I just want them to stop lying. I just want them, you know, those are not specific goals. You know, what is it that you really want out of the deal or whatever it is? Be very, very specific. Have your own vision. And then you can start to create those action steps on how to get there. And this is for a great plan for life too. And in the book, I talk about that. And I actually also talk about the different types of high conflict personalities, the different types of narcissists as well, because that helps you with your planning. And then the next thing is leverage, which is you have to threaten a source of supply that's more important for them to keep than the supply that they get from manipulating you. Because if you don't then they're never going to leave you alone. And and you can't actually take away that source of supply because if you do, then your leverage is gone. So you, how do you do that? You do that through your documentation. So you do that through emails, through text, through whatever it is, but you kind of have to figure out how am I going to come at this? How am I going to present this? How am I going to... uh make this person feel like squeezed and motivated in a way that they're going to want to come to the table. And then there's other things that you can do that sort of allows them to feel like maybe they came to the idea too, so that you sort of can't, I call it sort of Fluffing up their ego, you know, like you're fluffing up a pillow. There's some ways that you can kind of come to that as well. And then A A is anticipate, anticipate what they're going
0: to do. Before we get to A, I actually want to talk about leverage a little bit because I think this is an interesting thing with, you know, just even going through the method. I mean, with strategy, okay, we're going to have a strategy, we're going to have a game plan going into this. We want to be very clear on the outcome we desire. And then leverage comes into play, and I think that this is the most important thing in any negotiation to have, because you got to have self awareness of whether you have weak leverage or strong leverage.
1: So important,
0: yeah. Because I'll walk into scenarios where somebody has absolutely no leverage, and then I'm like, "What are we talking?" Like you don't, or
1: they give it away too early.
0: Yeah, like you you don't okay. have anything, right? And then I'll walk into scenarios where I know I have all the leverage. But I don't want to come off as too strong because if I come off acting like I've got all the leverage, you know, it pushes the other party to, you know, this state of like,
1: Uh, yeah, they just give up and they go, yeah, they're like, dude, I
0: don't want to do this. Like, this is like, I feel bad. And so it's like, there are times I know where I have all the leverage and I will still come off weak so that, you know, like you said, hey, it's they feel like they came up with the idea. It's good. You know, whatever.
1: Yeah, it's it's. Really, really tricky. So what i I in the book, I actually talk about where and when to present it, because you definitely don't, I always say that you that it's wise to use the element of surprise, um especially when it comes to narcissists. Uh, so you don't give away anything until you are completely ready to you, it's almost like you're building an invisible fence around them. And then you turn on the lights and and then when once once it's turned on, then you they kind of have nowhere else to go and and the way you sort of present it is here's option a, and option a is going to be basically what you want mm-hmm. and then option B, which is dropping the hammer, and you know and you present it in a way that's yeah, hey. <laughs> I I don't want to have to do this. Yeah, exactly. I want this to be nice. I want this to be great. And so let's do this the nice way basically.
0: Yeah, that's how I usually approach it. It's like hey, you know, like, you know, you come in on very friendly terms trying to make it work and you know, if it works great, you never have to release option B, but you know, if they don't really understand their position in the negotiation, you know, it's like Look, I'm not. I'm not trying to be a dick about this, but like, this is the reality of your situation,
1: right? And and I talk in the book about ways that you sell it to them. Yeah, you know, here's why it's so great for you, and right. and and how they can sort of come up with it as theirs in in a way as well, and and sort of decoy them too. You know, like, oh, this isn't really what I want. You know this yeah. is really for you. What do you I hate what do you, this idea.
0: What do you do when you're the one with weak leverage and you're very aware of it? Most people aren't aware, but let's say you, you are aware. You're like, man, I'm coming in here. I don't have a lot here.
1: Well, you have to create it then you, you it, because if you don't have any leverage, then, you know, you got to figure out a way to create. You're some. just
0: not valuable is really what is the problem.
1: Yeah. I mean, you got to figure out a way if if you're going to be negotiating. Yeah. You got to figure out a way to kind of come up with some. And if you're dealing with a true narcissist, they usually always give you something (laughs) because they lie for one thing. Yeah. uh, And they're they're impulsive for another. And so there there's always some way to undo them in some in some way. And there's always something that they're afraid of being exposed to. So there's always some way that you can kind of position yourself. Usually. Uh, Usually.
0: Yeah. I guess the thing that I think about is if you have weak leverage in walking into a negotiation, I guess it means that you haven't done a good enough job to that point to (laughs) like earn the leverage.